This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. We- and then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. I stay up, I watch them, they're super wasted, and they do this, they, I think it was this song, but they're doing the song, and in the, in the middle of the song, during the solo, Jagger comes over, and he sticks his tongue in Ron Wood's ear. Oh. My father, he starts, uh, <laughs> he starts like, you like these guys? What are you, some sort of, you know, he starts calling me names and stuff like that, and <laughs> wow. this gets continued for, like, years. Welcome to Y-Tunes Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield, and Hollywood's secret weapon David Earl Waterman. This is Y Tunes Shuffle. If you're <laughs> just joining us, my name is Maggie Mayfield, your host, with my co-host David Earl Waterman, aka Woo-hoo. Hollywood Secret Weapon, which mm. you will find out why we affectionately call him that. <laughs> Our no, guest no, no, no. today, <laughs> she's known. Our guest today is Joanne Grazzini. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Thank you, thank you. You are so fabulous in so many ways. Just this amazing aura and energy about you. The thank second you. I met you on the street, just like, ah! A lot of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot. Which is fascinating to learn more about you. I'm just meeting you today for the first time. Correct. She's like, I sell pajamas. <laughs> um, I'm not. But you also have a super amazing passion for radio, former oh, actress, yeah, studied yeah. with some of the greatest greats. Yeah. Um, how did you get here? How how do you know David Earl Waterman? Well, I have been acting since I was a wee child. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in little commercials when I was five years old. And uh, our mutual friend, Laura Silverman, that's how we know each that's other, right. yeah, always yeah. wanted to start the rumor. In... Thank you for confirming that he knows her, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very well. It's a very commonly dropped name. Yeah. <laughs> Silverman. Um, and, and Laura's like my best friend. She's like nice. a sister to me. She's the best. Uh, and so Laura always wants to start the rumor in the, it's the, God, what's the name of the movie? It has uh, Michael J. Fox as the agent. Okay. And he is a little closer. You can just be rough with it. Be rough with it. Okay. <laughs> The movie where he's an agent. Where he's an agent, and where there's this little chubby, um, like, eight-year-old singing um, Ethel Mormon songs. <gasps> and so she wanted to start a rumor that that was me, you know? <laughs> so that's, but that's actually what I was like. I was just a chubby, the same. I've looked like this pretty much since I was 16. So. Uh, <laughs> singing Ethel Mormon. Hardcore. Love it. Like, ah! full yeah. voice. Full <laughs> voice from the very beginning. Um, not always a thousand percent on keep, you know. Good enough. Was Good she enough. though all the time? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, so that just led to me going to NYU, and then I got serious, and then I was at the experimental theater wing, and so everything else was shit. Only mm. solo movement and so New York University. You started New Jersey. I'm thinking no. You I was in New Jersey for a long time as a kid. Born yeah, and yeah, raised yeah. in Jersey. What part yeah. of Jersey? A Fairhaven, New Jersey. Okay, and then Ewing, right outside of Trenton. Get out of town. Yeah. Wow. Well, I did. Yes. <laughs> so did I. You know. uh, and then I went to. I lived in. Went to high school in Georgia. Unfortunately, that's where a lot of my music will come from. That time period. Oh, I didn't. Cr- I guess I missed that part. You. Yeah. I. You may Misplaced have talked about that. Italian Catholics and. Well, I lived in Lawrenceville, Georgia, which was known for one thing, really proudly two things. One, it's where Larry Flint got shot right outside of the of the strange hustler the, the, yeah, manager hustler extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Larry mm-hmm. Flint shot right outside of the courthouse. And it was also known for being the female division headquarters of speaking of the KKK. 
Weird. I didn't know there was a female auxiliary the KKK. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Back in the day. And I remember being, I guess I was eight or nine when we moved there. And there was a, a parade of moms and their babies. And their babies had tiny little hoods on their heads holding them. It was crazy. It was the surreal How did your parents it. talk to you about that? Because um, I'm sure you had questions. Uh, I, I was, you got to remember it was the 70s and my mother was just like, be nice. You know, that was always her answer. Be nice. You know, don't, don't make a, don't look. And first of all, they don't, you don't want them to know that you're Catholic because, you know, uh, uh, that's scary, you know? Mm-hmm. We were hardcore Catholics. I mean, that was the mm-hmm. thing. You was know? there mass and access to other Catholics? Yeah, or did we you... went to church. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Of course. It wasn't okay. that rural. It just, and I got to tell you, right when I got there, that was sort of dying down. You okay. know what I mean? So, like, I caught the last couple of them, you know, that probably marches where they, you know, petitioned. Well, I, 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 I hope we're not at the reboot. Or the rehood. No, <laughs> I, I just can't imagine going back to costumes, you know? Oh, boy. No. Nope. You know, I Hope just not. can't. I can't. So that's where you were, Georgia, so, in Georgia. high school. In All high the way school. through? Nine through 12? Yeah, nine through wow. 12. And yeah, I was that... a miss, you know, just like, you know, all the girls were so beautiful. And I was just this round, <laughs> tall. I've been this height since, I mean. How I tall are you? Of, I'm 5'9", which is not that tall. Yeah. But, um compared to all those little cheerleaders. And I remember like when I was four and I was like, uh, no, two or three, and there'd be pictures of me like, oh my God, how old is she when she start first grade? And she goes, no, she's two. <laughs> but mm. I looked like I was like in first grade. Yeah. I was just a big kid. So um, it was complicated, but I had luck on my side, which was my two older brothers, who you will see as we go through all of this. <laughs> I am obsessed with my brothers. Mm. I love them so much still to this day. It is complicated and rocky, but, you know, I think back on all this music and I have all these, you know, memories that, and I think, you know, I was telling Maggie when we first started, my dad has been diagnosed, well, he has emphysema, but he has end-stage emphysema, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So um, he's got an oxygen tank, and even though he's not dying this moment, Mm -hmm. he, um, you know, was told a few months ago that he's only got maybe a couple years left. So... Uh, and we're all handling it very differently, so we're bickering, and yeah. <laughs> it's intense. It's just when we're, our feelings about it are all. Where does everybody live, brothers and dad? I'm now in California, of course. Mm-hmm. Both of my brothers, my brother Brian stayed in Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. He's got awesome boys, and he's like this like pot-smoking <laughs> lunatics that I'm going to tell you about. Are, they're now both CFOs of major corporations. They're like wow. fancy, wow. like have beautiful kids. and. yeah. yeah own companies and they're like super successful and um so peter's in dc and my dad um and my stepmom um moved to charlottesville okay so they're yeah so anyway so we're all kind of chipping in but Mm -hmm. i think when you asked me to 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 come on the show and to think of the songs i'm looking at pictures now because we're his 79th birthday is for thanksgiving and so we're all going to be there together with him because we think it's the last one where he'll be you know out up and about you know mm-hmm. like we worry you know and the next year he'll probably be more in bed mm-hmm. kind of scenario how it kind of breaks down so um we're looking through pictures and of course so much floods you know oh yeah it's yeah, amazing flooding happens oh yeah. my god mm-hmm. it's uh it's amazing yep yep <clears throat> So, and yeah, so that's where I'm at now. So my brothers are there and I'm here. So. Well, the Joanne Grazzini that I've known and always run into and, you know, mm-hmm. there's been times when we've spent a lot of time together mm-hmm. and some really cool times and Laura had an annual birthday party and always, just time yeah. goes on. Always. 
when you were in high school, did you have the same Joanne Grazzini? So like, were you head of any club? Oh God, or yes. It was you were still oh, you yeah. were having you were able to, to Joanne can buttons. Joanne hello. can. <laughs> <You know? laughs> All right, uh, okay. I was, yeah, yeah. Come on. I mean, so I was just like running for like student council. Like, totally, I was cool. treasurer, Beautiful. and I don't remember doing anything with math or doing anything <sighs> yeah. treasurerly. Um, really, yeah, if, that, if that's even a word. See, that's good news. I mean, yeah. I was like, like, high school was horrible, then I blossomed after. You were happening. Joanne uh, Yeah, I mean, I kind of, ha- I, I didn't have a choice. It was either going to be, you know, we have, Maggie and I were talking about having complicated mothers. Uh, it's either being left with her, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or go out and not be with Dive her. In. So I yeah. chose to go out and not, not sit at home all day. Even though when we did, one thing I will give her, she picked some great old movies to watch. This has been a great lead-in. I can't wait to hear your music. (laughs) Well, let's jump into it. Shall we song number one? Oh, yes. So nice. So nice. So nice. Feels good. Come on, man. It's nothing better than Fleetwood Mac. I mean, for me, I will tell you why. Dig it. You lost your freedom. You want your freedom. Anyway, I loved her, obsessed with her, wanted to be her. Uh-huh. But the reason I picked this song, oh my God, my heart goes every single time. Yeah. Um, my brother, when they were in high school, both brothers um, were pot smoking like fanatics and could get it and sometimes sold it. They were just like... The in coolest. Lawrenceville, Georgia. In Lawrenceville, Where do you Georgia? buy your weed in right. Lawrenceville, Georgia? Check out one of the Grazzini brothers. Okay. <laughs> That's I mean, there's just so much there oh, at this point. But this we're talking the eighties. Oh, it's the eighties hardcore. No so, legal, no medical. No, no, they got it. And they got tons of it. All did the you time. know where they got it? You don't have to say where they got it, but did you know where they got no, it? No, I don't know. I was little. I had no clue. Oh, so the, I knew that there we, my mom and dad bought this huge house and it was uh, more than they could afford. And so they never could furnish it. So it was empty most of the time. No way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was so empty. And so upstairs, we each had our own room, which was amazing. And I had this master suite with a walk-in closet. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy, but with, like, my one bed in it. Right. You know what I mean? And a dresser. And you so can was, do so many activities in here. Oh, cartwheeling, <laughs> which I was too fat to do. But, yeah, you know, yeah, you could do a cartwheel if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I remember having all these posters of, like, I was obsessed with Humphrey Bogart. You know, the, you uh-huh. get the lifestyle. Humphrey yeah. Bogart. Yeah. You had an obsession with Humphrey Bogart. Oh, that, yeah. That's interesting. I was obsessed. And so I had a lifestyle size poster of him on my wall. You know, you could get him at like yeah. Spencer's Gifts. Yes. Spencer Gifts, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would always get those. So I had everything was covered on the walls in my tiny little bit. And anyway, it was hilarious. So my brothers, <laughs> my brothers befriended all kinds. And one was this guy. I want to say his name was Alex. And Alex was in and out of prison quite a bit. How my brother, and you've got to remember, my brother Brian was on the football team, super smart. I mean, both of them went to school. Everybody loved them, you know. Um, they weren't like in prison or anything ever, but they befriended. And Alex was their age, or no? I believe Alex was like thirty-five or something. Nice. Like, I look back yeah. on it, I'm like thirty-somethings oh, with teenagers rocks oh, so hard, right? <laughs> it rocks so hard. So. Um, he was out of prison and he just needed a place to stay. So upstairs we had this thing called a rec room. Uh-huh. It's yeah. where kids are supposed to like hang out and it was for recreation. You imagine pool tables there. There was never anything there. It was a shag orange carpet 
Nice. There you go. That probably was cleaned twice. Mm. So it was disgusting. And um, and there was a closet next to it that just had bongs in it. And I'm talking like <laughs> the bong closet. Oh, it was it was filled to the brim with like glass ones and wood ones, and everything was in the closet. Just in case our mom happened to like walk up and go, "You guys okay?" You know, I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, mom." Okay, and then she just like walked back downstairs after, this is after my parents divorced. Mm. She stayed in her room in the fetal position and my dad got married again. Mm -hmm. So um, my brothers um, let this guy stay in in the house and he didn't really tell her mom because she wouldn't have remembered. And um, so he could go up and down and he just kind of slept on a, on a, on a sleeping bag and he painted a mural. I mean, it was huge guys. It was a massive space like this. And he painted this mural of, Acid trip, Alice in Wonderland. Whoa. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, like I can imagine. Paint. Side yeah. of a van type yes, mural. Yeah, but it yeah. was in our house. Cool. And my, and my brother Brian's like, man, this guy's an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Just let him do his work. Nobody bother him. And I was like, okay, all right, all right. You know, I'm not going to complain. I'm like, who is this degenerate? You know, every now and then I'd be like, you know. I'm going to tell on you, you know? So, but most of the time I didn't care. Most of the guys were And mom respectful. didn't know Alex was upstairs. Like, no, like, wow. No, not at all. No clue. Wow. So, um, he also played in a garage band. Alex. Going back to Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, he had a really good garage band. My brother Brian said, this guy's so talented. He can even play guitar. He's got this band, but they need a singer, Joanne. Would you be interested? Wow. In How old are you at this point? I'm 13. Perfect. Perfect. I <laughs> literally was like, what? You know, like like somebody asked me to do something. So my First off, my brothers asked me to do something cool. Uh, you know, yeah. it's like, so forget it, you yeah. know? And so um, I went to his friend's garage. Of course, my brother went, and I remember him sitting there, you know, drinking a beer. He's like 16, you know, he's three yeah. years old, so he's 16, drinking beer like Mm -hmm. He doesn't get, what are you going to do, stop me? Yeah. And um, like he's my manager or something, you know, he just <laughs> wants to like, you know, check it out, make sure everything's okay. And there was only one problem. So we played the song and we sang it over and over and over again. And then I realized there was a problem, which is that's the only song they knew. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only song. And that was this song? The Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Oh my God. And I sang it and sang it. And every time I hear it, I go, oh my God. That is wow. like. So that was the entire experience oh, auditioning, yeah. rehearsing. No audition. Like, just, just you like. You were just in. in. Just like, oh, I was in. I was Brian Grazini's brother. I'm sister, brother. Oops. Sister. And it, and it yeah. didn't. And you never played out or anything like that? Oh, no, no, no. We only. we For like a whole summer, we would practice. That one song. <laughs> it over counts. And totally over counts. And over. Totally counts. You're in a garage band. Thank you. It was you in rehearsed. a garage band. It was yep. in a garage. Yep, it was in a garage. <laughs> so I get to check that off the box, and that was the song, and I love that song so much. And I was obsessed with Fleetwood Mac. Anyway, we all were, you know, back then. So, yeah. So that's that was my. Song. That's that a great kickoff song. Oh, my but... brother. Oh, my God. Just him sitting there like going on here Fleetwood right. Mac is such an interesting band that was um off the rumors album yes it was yes. Maggie it was uh I and I know this off the top of my head because I've been doing a lot of Fleetwood Mac research lately but um that that particular album that band was having so much trouble they were all like breaking up they were oh. all in like their shitty tumultuous oh. relationships right but all that, sleeping with each other but that one yeah. song is so magical oh, because yeah. it is the only Fleetwood Mac song that was ever written that all of the group members wrote together. Yeah. It's the oh, only one. Really? Mm -hmm. 
Interesting, huh? Oh my God! And so much of their music is absolutely wonderful, and uh, and, and the, the backstory being so tumultuous, I mm-hmm. guess that just speaks to the reality of life. We were so in love with uh, Lindsey Buckingham, mm-hmm. and because um, he was so hot, that hair, mm-hmm. come on, that curly hair, mm-hmm. hey now. Mm-hmm. So I literally, I was like, oh, and so a friend of mine's drunk aunt accidentally got into a car accident with him oh no and uh he was driving he was wasted and he and she was like of course oh my god you're Lindsay buckingham she couldn't care you know if her hand arm was in a sling she didn't care it was Lindsay buckingham she was also probably wasted mm-hmm. and um so she said um he said look man I, i'd buy you a new car you know so he gave her a check he goes but you know, how about I just give you fifteen hundred bucks and you just go get this this fender fix? Which back then she probably could have gotten it fixed for two hundred dollars. Right. Oh my God! And so we all saw pictures of the check. I mean, that was like a huge thing that happened in totally. Lawrenceville, Georgia, oh, yeah. for sure. Wow. Or maybe she was traveling outside of Lawrenceville, Georgia at the time. Perhaps. Wow. Perhaps. So yeah, I am. Yeah, I have some insider. Uh, <laughs> that 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 is some Fleetwood Mac business. That's gold. Yeah, nuggets right on top of nuggets. Oh, gold, gold. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, All so right, Joanne, my... this is your song number two. Okie doke. What is it? I forgot. Ugh. Just for a second. I dreamed a dream time gone by. Oh. Well done, Maggie. This is the live version. It's fabulous. When hope was high and life worth on the stage twice in my life and um, people listen to her sing the song it's from Les Mis it's uh, it's the one song that I mean well, not the one song there's so many amazing songs but it is to me it's what I love about musical theater and I you know I was supposed to hate it when I was younger because I was too cool for it but what I love about it is there can be songs, and sometimes what I love about country music too, sometimes it's not just about, you know, being in a relationship that's lost, or it's all about loving or not being in love, or which is most of my songs are, except for dreams, you know, I think that's a little different. And I love it when a song is 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 I mean, this song is about the loss of hope for humanity, and she's showing it to you. <sighs> And it is in a song, and it is in that performance, and I've heard it song, sung excuse me, by other people, but nobody like Patti Lapone, and I saw her do it, and I literally, my heart was beating so fast. It's very rare you get that experience when you are on, watching someone on stage. We're, we're in New York, I'm in New assuming? York. Yeah, it was like a, at a, like a benefit or something. Oh, so, so I, it wasn't yeah, during a lame Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. She, uh, she, was, she opened it in London. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And so I would never, and I think she brought it to New York. I'm not 100% sure, but she's the one that made that song. What was going on in your life where you were going to benefits and stuff like that? I mean, I was a kid, you know, so I would get invited at NYU. NYU. Yeah, I was in NYU at the time. And my Aunt Barbara had friends that were in the theater, you know, Mm. Aunt Barbara, (laughs) um, who is, you know, my mom, basically. She raised me for all intents. 
you know, for all, you know, yeah. for the purpose here. She's like the one. Mm-hmm. And so we happened to be in New York at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so she would take my great aunts, Aunt Sylvia and Aunt Jenny were in their 90s at the time. <laughs> they were my great aunts and they still lived in Manhattan. And they moved to uh, right across. Um, it's called East New York, New Jersey. Okay. And it's, yeah, I like West New York, New Jersey. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny. But the East New York is right on the water. Oh, okay. And they were on the 12th floor with a perfectly unobstructed view from the wow. Staten Island Ferry all the way to the Verrazano Bridge. It was incredible. Yeah, wow. yeah. And they bought it for like $100,000 way back when, which was millions back then, you know? So that was, uh, so she and I were, she came out to New York to work for the Statue of Liberty Foundation. I was going to NYU at the same time. So she would take me to all these events, and mm. then she took me to um, see Madame Butterfly. Wow. And, uh, my great aunts, uh, my Aunt Sylvia was the uh, personal secretary for a very famous opera singer called Lucretia Bori. And Bori sang for the greats. I mean, she. Ha- my dad has a piano in his house that was given to him, given to her by Toscanini. I mean, it's crazy. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's like costumes, and we the, she, we left everything. We gave it everything mostly to the Met, but I have pictures of her every every role. She played every role, and um, so my great aunts, even after Bori died, uh, my great aunts still had second row aisle seats to the <gasps> opening of every single opera wow. in New York. Wow! So while they were alive, so. I got to see some great things and so must have gotten something. I don't know how I got there with my aunt, but my aunt would always take me to musical theaters. I'm like, oh, God, I don't like musical theater. But I saw this and I was like shaking watching her just perform it on her own, Mm -hmm. you know, like not even in part part, of the, no. And I, and there's another version of Madame Butterfly um, with not Patty LuPone that I saw that did the same thing. I, I, I hid under my seat. It was, I was little, I was scared, you know, Wow. but for this, it was just like it. Wow. Um, he's doing, this is what like good musical theater can be. You know, it's stating so much through her life, but it's also making a statement too. And I was just blown away. And every time I hear that song, the actress in me, you know, uh-huh. I want to perform that song one day. You know, like you just want to be dramatic like that, you know? Yeah. And this like, is the type of song you have to put it on. Oh my, it's it, acting. It yeah. really is acting. Patti mm-hmm. LuPone's an incredible singer, yeah. but she's, her phrasing is unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. And that song is uh, if you read the lyrics, you know, it's basically her, her part in the story is, is that she gets, she trusted this man and he told her he loved her and he's like, you know, they had sex and they had a beautiful summer. He was a soldier. And then when winter came, he had to go back to war and he's like, bye. And she's left with a baby. Uh. And so that's the shunning of, mm-hmm. and so she's walking around with a bastard child during this time and it's, she's tortured and she's also very beautiful. So they hate her for that. And, mm. and, oh, it's just the degrading mm. thing that she has to do. And she's like, I, I have, I think, I can't believe I remember for the baby dies. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody <laughs> uh, on something that's been around for 45 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Spoiler alert, Juliet dies. Um, so, yeah. So, um, anyway, so she loses, she literally has lost everything and she's like, it was so beautiful and men used to be lovely and now men are awful mm. uh, because they feel that they can be. Mm. And I just, of course, had to play it. There's a lot going on politically that reminds me of it and 
I don't, you know, I'm so like tormented about this one, you know, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are about where I find my place. And sometimes I get mad at myself for not advocating for both sides. Like you were talking about right, Dave, yeah. it's right. like, you got to look at both sides and I want to give him a shake too. Cause I have empathy for him too, mm-hmm. but I don't know if, and if we talk left or right, I have empathy for right, but I don't think the right has any empathy for the left. And I, and you know, and the left somehow is losing empathy for the right. Like it's oh yeah, it's so we, gone. Yeah, we're we're all grounded right now. Yeah, there's and there isn't a lot of two way conversations. There's no two way conversations. No, you're no. you're uh, a sneech with a star a star on your belly, or you're not, like the Doctor Seuss book. I, I you know. know, it's like it's either you're one or the other, and it's no, I'm I'm not one or the other, and I just couldn't believe and i love i was almost going to put a talking head song too because i saw david byrne Mm -hmm. for la mama do a performance for her and um uh burning down the river uh burning down the house burning down the house yes sorry no take me to the river take me to the river thank you sorry take me to the river and all he did was he just walked in in his suit and just put his you know boom box down and he performed it live and i'm like but you saw that. Oh yeah. Oh dear. I was right there. Oh dear. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was like involved with all that. That that was through school. Um, but the reason I picked this one was because I still the David Byrne was just a fabulous memory of watching a genius perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for her, it's it just changed me so much in my thinking yeah, about exactly. what I think about you know uh, art and how it can change people. Yeah. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Still one of the greatest songs ever. Every time I hear it, everything stops. <laughs> everything what, stops. Um, what were you studying? Acting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Full blown. I was at the Experimental Theater Wing, mm. ETW. Mm. So everything was everything was about your inner wall of your paranecium sitting on the floor grounded. And were you living in the dorms or did you yeah, live off campus? Yeah, I was living I in the dorms. It's like, what is it like, NYU? I it's, mean, you're in the middle of... Like Greenwich Village. I know. It's like a very expensive wasp waspy way of going to school. I had to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first year, I didn't. Um, and then my parents are like, um, not paying for all What this. did you do for jobs? I worked in the copy. I was at the copy center. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Dave, I've had some amazing jobs. Uh-huh. I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, I had some amazing jobs. I was. I sold Dove Bar Streets. I was a street vendor for ice cream. That's bars. amazing. Dove bars yeah. and a little scary, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, you had to go get like you know something certified that you are yeah. who you are, and then you would go in, and they would give you a cart to rent, and they would give you inventory yeah. and dry ice. That's and... a that's kind that's a really kind of cool. <laughs> I bet you went to Queens to get the certification. No, no, I did have to go to Queens. Everything to get I ever got certified Sorry, in New York like... was Queens. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely, had to go to Queens, and I'm like, I don't have the right. Thing. You're so right, Dave. That's exactly Queens has where all. It, yeah, God. yeah. So, so, funny. so, I had to go pick it up on like, on 12th Avenue, uh-huh. you know, by the water, and then I had to push the cart through the streets of New York at 19, um, with a shirt on that said Dove Bar, and I would push it through the streets of New York, and I would get a location. That, that we had, and everybody had the same location. Sometimes it was in front of Bloomingdale. Sometimes it was in front of an office. Yeah. And the girl next to me sold ice like She killed it every day. You know, there was a line. I sold Dove Bars. Not everybody wants, like, full-on ice cream at lunch, you know? Yeah, yeah. So if I sold, like, 12 or 15, you know, and also super fat at the time then as well. So I would eat most of my profits, you know? <laughs> so, so, I mean, you know, 
And then, like, I felt like I was getting marriage proposals from um, the Slovakia guy, you know, um, because I gave him dry ice once. And I'm like, dude, it's not like, you know, I'm 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 trading a cow. It's for, not a dowry. Yeah, it's not a dowry. Thank you. It's not oh a dowry gosh. for that. So those were the kind of jobs that I had. What a strange. I went to school at the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York right after 9-11. And I also had to work because my dad was in Jersey. And so I would take the train down to do laundry once a month. Um, (laughs) And I worked I worked at a filing's basement on the Upper West Side. But they I was like, um, my thing was I always wanted to be a dancer. But Mm. my mom was like, no, I'm not paying for those lessons. So when I got Mm. to school, I was like, I can dance. (laughs) And I would tell everybody, I was like, I am a ballerina. I am a tap dance. Like, it was amazing. It was so fun. (laughs) You'll still, like, even now, like, at the gym sometimes in between, like, lifting stuff, I'll, like, put in a little... Yeah. So I'd be like upstairs in the men's department. And like, this is like my first experience ever looking at chiseled abs on these like underwear products or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I would just spend way too long in the underwear aisle. And so all these dudes would come up and like pay for it. So for whatever reason, I was having a great time flirting this this one guy. And I was like, yeah, I'm learning ballet. And I'm, you know, just very dramatic like Mm -hmm. New Yorkers tend to be. And there's like an old woman purchasing what it must have been close to Christmas. So she was getting gifts for whomever in the family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she comes up and says the meanest thing. And I'll never forget. She's like, you're too fat to be a ballerina. Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, my God. And it just, like, I think that was kind of the beginning of the end of New York for oh, me because I was like, oh, I am bitch. too fat for ballet. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've gotten some of those slaps in the face. Oh, oh, you've never called God. anybody fat to their no, face. No, I've gotten, like, like I remember it had something to do with a person making a comment about my take on something but uh-huh. when you're really feeling like coming oh, into yourself and yeah, confident yeah, yeah, yeah. and then somebody shoots you down because I'm just being honest you know oh, and it's yeah. not even true or whatever No, just, that's horrifying my yeah. just horrifying. being honest is like yeah. I'm gonna feel better about myself by no. making you feel like I'm too shit. insecure to ever shame anybody yeah <laughs> alright <laughs> well thank you for letting me show that alright here we go song number three. Oh yeah what is it I forgot already oh constantly I don't. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh! I'm very. The, the most important thing I've done today is introduce you to this song. <laughs> um, to me, you know it, Dave. Yeah, of course. Oh, this is a standard. This God. is the American Songbook from the '70s, uh, and the '80s, and '70s. My dad loved this song. Mm. Nice. So love this song. Or maybe I, you know, sometimes in my mind, I, I've I've made the story up differently. But I imagine I know that he loved this song. He used to <laughs> love, you know. But maybe he didn't. I don't know. But my mom and dad got divorced when I was around 11 or 12. That's a tough age for divorce. Yeah, 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 we were just saying Mm. that. And it's the worst. Mm. And so my dad spent two years in the garage. Oh, what? Mm -hmm. Living in the garage. No. He was putting together a 1929 Mercedes-Benz car kit. Do you know what the car kits are? No. Oh, is it like like the Sears thing? Like. 
Yes, but for a car. For, okay. Yeah. So you can actually, it's not restoring, you're actually building, building it. One. Building oh, okay, it. Okay. And so it's all fiberglass. Yeah. You know oh, what okay. I mean? And he built it on top of a VW Bug that he bought somewhere, mm. you know? My dad loved to be in the garage. He was very handy. He went to school to be an engineer. He's super smart. Nice. Um, uh, and uh, the funniest man ever. Mm. My dad is the funniest man <laughs> ever. Mm. We're having to come up with stories, you know, for his book, for his birthday, and I got tons. Uh, but if you didn't get a sense of humor, it was awful. So, which is the best kind, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he... Uh, he he loved the song so when my and he put together this car and it was like in a parade it was like you know cool. it's like a big car and it was like a two seater but my dad's like no it fits four people I'm like it fits four people if you're in a parade do you know <laughs> what I mean like what, it's, there's only two seats for people in the back there's that little high seat in the mm-hmm. back yeah yeah that you know back when you just oh just jump on in we'll take you down the block right. it's not meant to go on the freeway with people like that you know what i mean my dad's right. crazy so he would put the top up and my brothers would like scrunch down you know or i'd have to scrunch in the back so when they divorced <laughs> i know it's so depressing right so my mom got the vw van and my dad got the love mm. of his life his mm. car kit you know the 1929 mercedes-benz uh, and my brother Brian would always say car kit, you know, afterwards, you know, he would just like, he would never let it just be that, you know, that's funny. Oh my God. Uh, he, they weren't bitter. Um, <laughs> we weren't bitter. So, um, anyway, so when they got divorced, we, my dad would have us on Fridays and, you know, my brothers were teenagers. They didn't want, and they were so mean to him. You know, I love you brothers. If you hear this, but they were mean to him because they could be, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just father and son thing. Mm-hmm. It was just. And when you didn't show up for his Friday night, that man was sad. And it was just so sad. Hmm. So I always showed up or tried to show up. He'd take us to TGIF Friday and, you know, every Friday because yeah. I thought that was hilarious. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always every, Friday in here. We're going. It's always Friday in here. Yeah. Hey. Anything you want, kids. No, no, no. Don't get a large. Get a small. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's also very cheap. Uh, awesome. Generous in so many ways, but knew how to pinch a penny. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, most of the time it just dwindled down to just be the two of us, mm. you know? Yeah. So... I remember uh, we were talking about, look, how much can you talk? I'm 13. He's, you know, 40, whatever. And he'd already started dating my, my, my now another mom to me, stepmom, Paula, but I didn't like her because, you know. She was coming to TG's? No, she was not coming to TG's because we wouldn't have it, you know, because we were still so, (laughs) you know. And and my mom is still, you know, basically sucking her thumb fetal position in in Mm -hmm. her room 90% of the time. So, um, at the end of him taking me home, I heard this song and he just moves over to turn it up and he goes, uh, and just turns it up. I don't think he said anything. He just really, cause he never really does that. So I was like, Oh, I think he wants me to listen to this song, you know? <laughs> and it is the saddest song. I, I never not cry when I hear it because mm-hmm. it's once again, it's, um, about just two people that it didn't work out for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it didn't oh, work yes, out, I do. Yeah. and yeah, and the mm. repercussions of that. Um, I don't want to hurt you. You don't want to hurt me. And my dad really did hurt my mom. You know, he mm. cheated on her. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just the facts. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and more than that, he hurt us. And I think that was, you know, look, my 
God bless my mom. You know, she's, you know, my dad, thank God he left her. You know what I mean? He deserved better. And um, I can clearly say that clear conscious. Mm -hmm. And I think she could say the same for him, you know, because clearly they weren't meant to be. But I remember listening to this song and I was just like, it was so sad because I thought the song was about him missing me Um. and not missing my mom. And because it, it wasn't really about love. And then, like, the, you know, it says, uh, her name and mine inside a heart on the wall. Each time I walk, you know, it, it's, and I kept thinking, oh, well, there's lots of pictures of me and my dad in, with in heart pictures together. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. still a little bit innocent, you know, like it's like a sweet song that it could be. It's just a song about ending. And the music is so melancholy. It's one of those ones that. Every time I, I listen it's to so it. It's so powerful when that latches on. I mm-hmm. mean, I was uh, probably five-ish, th- four or five mm-hmm. when my parents divorced. Mm. And uh, there was a, a you know family, friends, their parents, same age, going through a divorce at the same time. Um, it happens to be Hollywood's Tim Decay, who's come out here. And, <laughs> and, and, and we were in Lansing, New York, of all places. And, oh. and, and, and I remember Andy Williams See the tree, how big it's grown, <gasps> not too far, and it was exactly. just a twig. Mm-hmm. And I remember I equated that song to my parents' divorce, and I, I was, God, I was like five. So mm. I, 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 do you have one from your parents' divorce that, that maybe hit you in some way that, am I, is it fair to say that's your, your parents' divorce? Oh, 1,000%. Yeah, it's the divorce my, song. Mine is, is, honey, I miss you, Aww. and I'm being, and I think the song was about someone who died, but yes, it was so ex- much, ad- like, for, <laughs> for a fleeting moment, I had the Brady Bunch experience. Of or, course. You know, and then it just, mm. and that song always gets me. Oh, always my God. Gets me. And it's so corny. The cornier, the better. Oh, yeah. To me, you know? It's, uh, and, and as much as people say, see, everybody has these problems. That's why they write songs about. <laughs> yeah, but fuck you. <laughs> it's rough. Mm, and oh god, I just it's. And Do you have one, Maggie? Not yeah. that that comes to mind. Okay. I'm trying to think of like I got into Rent, the musical, right right okay. around that time. So I'm Hardcore. sure if I heard those yeah. songs, that would make me. Yeah, it was. It's the same was, thing. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was happening while it was happening with the Andy Williams song. I was like, I know why this is happening to me, and, and you, you as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Interesting. I, I listened to that song. He just turned it up. He never really. He's not a guy that does that. Oh, mm-hmm. I love this song. You know, he never does that. And so I, I just took it as a sign, like mm-hmm. he wanted me to listen to it, and and it was just him and I in that car. Both my brothers flaked. I know he was so sad about it, and wow. it's like. So it's just sad is what mm-hmm. it is. It's just all so sad. And important. You know, and, and, and and that, you know, uh, uh, it doesn't mean that it's over by any means, but that song kind of just is really just about the sad. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's my divorce song. And I uh, still to this day, uh, Ricky Lee Jones, I saw her perform a version of it live, too, when I went to see her. That was unexpected, I'm sure. Oh, I was shocked. And I was like, oh, no, not my song. Oh, my song. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, wow. loved it. I loved her. Mm-hmm. And who is it? Who sings it? Uh, the uh, that was Left Bank. Left Bank. Left Bank. Some random. Yep. The Four Tops did it. It's their song. It's the oh, Four the Tops. Four Tops originally did it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, Joanne. It. Here is your song number four. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two weeks ago. <laughs> Mikey Green. These are great. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Wow. The Purple Man. Oh. 
Hello, 80s. Hello. Metallica just did a really terrible cover of the song while they no. were in Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, tell them to stop. Uh-huh. Tell them to the stop. The video is funny. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, God, terrifying. So, you know, I got to tell you, oh. Mm-hmm. Can I just shout out like a theme in your song so far? Yeah, we Because he was like, I was dreaming when I wrote this. You picked dreams. Um, I dreamed a dream. You've got a lot of like dream stuff here. Mm. Yeah. Dreams. Subconscious. Subconscious. Wow. wow. Yeah. I'm a big, big, like, uh, I can, I thought, I, I'm a big, like, what if, you know? What if? Yeah. 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 I can just like sit in my you thoughts. And my sister all would get along great. Yeah. I'm such a, such a, but it's I, I I I and I choose nine times out of ten to focus on the possible things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. but also when they go bad too, it's just it makes you feel alive. Even when you're sad, mm. you know. I, you know, I talk about this. You know, suffering from depression pretty much my whole life. Um, that I'm happy when I I'm not happy that I feel sad, but I'm like like when I lose somebody and the loss is so intense. And I'm like, that means I really love them. That mean that that makes me feel alive when you feel, because depression can be so hopeless, you mm-hmm. know, and make you feel like you're nothing sure. and, and like in nothing. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it, there is no happy, there is no sad, there is just kind of nothing. So when you're or it, oh, but depression can be always so sad. No, depression is being stuck. Being stuck, being in a in a rhythm of sadness. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But like, if you really experience loss, it's actually to me as beautiful as 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 happiness. Um, it, it doesn't mean I'm happy about the sadness, but it's profound to yeah. me. It's oh, it's so- a masterclass in life. If you can really wrap your head around that <sighs> yeah. and, and embrace and accept the moment of incredible pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year, Maggie and I were talking about before the show. Last year, I was in a emotional mm-hmm. crisis mm-hmm. and you know could not access it. But the the growth and the place that I'm in now. It's almost guaranteed if you can hang in there. Yeah, you know? and of that, the way you just is. said that, you know, if you can love that loss the mm-hmm. same way, it, that's that's a masterclass. Yeah, well, and, and I have to tell you, it's it's changed my life. Yeah, it's changed my life. How purpose. did you get there? Yeah, so well, go ahead. Sorry, I I got there. Um, I <laughs> I didn't think I'd talk about this today. About four years ago, I had I, I can only call it now. I had an emotional breakdown. Like I really had an emotional break. It's like midlife. I'm 51, so I was 47 when this all started. And I couldn't stop crying, uh, like every day. I got into car accidents. I was driving on the freeway sobbing, and then I'm like, I didn't know where I was. I mean, it was like, I, I think about it like I, I'm talking to you about a story of somebody else. Like, I can't believe that that was me, you know? And I had struggled. My therapist died. Oh, man. That's a first. Oh, I've never heard that story. Whoa. So, and he was my therapist since I was 19, and so... Damn. It's crazy, right? And I knew him from New York, so I would only touch base on the phone with him every now and then towards the end there. And and, um, he died. He died. And uh, I think that was part of it for me. Uh, So I was in this, like, space of, like, and I was working for a monster, a monster, like, gaslighting me left and right. It was just no way, no place I want to be. And I let myself be it, you know. And so um, I just sobbed. So four people, Laura Silverman, my Aunt Barbara, my friend Paul, uh, 
and um, no, three people. Those are the only three. Mm -hmm. Poor God bless each and every one of them that heard hours and hours. Because I'm not in any kind of solution that's depression. Like, there isn't one, not because I don't want to be in a solution. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's, it's horrifying. You just don't even know what it is. Like, it, it doesn't even, yeah. ta- it's not tangible. So, anyway, I saw a new therapist, um, Kevin, <laughs> and um, he said, uh, You're getting out of that job. He put me on disability. And he said, I want you to go on some vacations for a few months. Okay. And then come see me every week, and then we'll go from there. And I saw a psychiatrist, and I went on an antidepressant. I finally took some medication, and it saved my life. You got to work. Oh, I went to work. Yeah. And, Hardcore. And, and, and that's the hardest work for a lot of people on Hardcore. so many levels. But it's Hardcore. And he really showed me what we were just talking about, that mm. the loss is as... Isn't that amazing that you loved my poor Dee Dee, my cat? Yeah. I had to put her down, and it was just oh, heart-wrenching. Dude, you remember Dee Dee, the I black one? Know. I know. My baby. So it was just heart-wrenching. He was in the middle of all of this, and he's like, and I'm sobbing, and he's like, and he would just, I, oh, Kevin, uh, uh, we, I don't see him anymore because he's like, you don't, he's one of the few therapists who's like, okay, not that you're healed, but like, you're good. Come back when you're not. Like most therapists want to keep you going forever and ever and ever. Not this guy. He's he's amazing. So he said um, he would just smile at me as I'm sobbing. And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? You know, like I could say anything. I want to, what what is it? He goes, you just feel so much. He goes, that's such a beautiful thing to have. Can I have his number? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, no, he's amazing. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of one-on-one and have been for a while, more group now. Oh, Dave, uh, 1,000, it's done. He's, uh, he changed my life. Changed Crazy my life. where this show goes. Yeah, man. <laughs> he really did, he t- and he, it really helped me to start to, see, uh, start to see things in another way. And I totally lost 1999, Prince 1999. That's okay. We were talking about dreams. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're we were talking a about thinker dreams. and a and your mm-hmm. and a what if. So, what about Prince? Where does he, he take you? He takes me. Um, my, I talk, you know, I'm, once again, I'm going to talk about my brothers. I was my brother Brian played for a football league, and he was so studly. I mean, both my bro- brothers are so studs, and they slept with everybody. <laughs> they were like everybody like hey Joanne and we were in the south like tell Brian I said hey you know where's Peter is he coming to the party you know like every uh, one of them were like Joanne and so everybody liked me you know because uh, of my brothers and also it's kind of understood you know I was a chubby kid if anybody made fun of me they just wouldn't I never got made fun of once and you think I would have gotten brutalized in high school I had glasses I was chubby I was a nerd uh, I, I was the Grazini sister they would have killed them I mean, like literally, yeah. I had, I was, ugh, I love my brother. So you know, literally, that was my whole, my my whole growing up. They really did not just protect me, but they had my back, a hundred percent. If my talent, like when I sang at talent shows and stuff, they were like, you know, always yeah, come, that's great. sit front row, so clap for them, motherfuckers. You know, like you know, it's like you know, they were just like they wouldn't even take it. You know, so it was just awesome. So, um, it's, so that's a true story. And um, so my brother, um, there were these two cheerleaders and they were, um, they were whores. (laughs) They just slept with everybody. Mm. They were the partiers. They got drunk. 
quicker than anybody. They would. You'd think they'd be more seasoned and more practiced. Yes, but, but yeah. you think they would, but no. No. Um, yeah, they were young. They were still figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. But they were like total whores. And they slept with everybody. And um, and if you just just want to get laid that night, you call one of them. Like, I'll be right over. You know, you know, if she wasn't with somebody else, it was just, oh, my God. And they were, they terrified me. They terrified me. So my... We were out of practice, and my brother's like, hey, give my sister a ride home. Because, oh, by the way, there was a cheerleading squad for this other football league. And um, they he basically said, if you want Brian Grazine to play, my sister has to be a cheerleader. Stop it. That's it's, amazing. It's amazing. So there's all these girls, like, so like, hey, you know, cheerleading was basically like, the sexy nurse costume on Halloween, twenty four seven. Right. So, um, and then there was me who had I had to make it a <laughs> skirt longer, and I had feathered short hair and big gigantic glasses in the same cheerleading outfit as them. Oh my god! It's just, I wish I had that picture. It was amazing. It's John Waters in real life. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. Oh it's my really god! Great. I have a. Oh, and we went to the Rocky Mountain Bowl. Thank you, Smoky Mountain, Stone uh-huh. Mountain, Georgia. Congratulations. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so it was my one and only cheerleading experience, and I owe that all to my brother Brian. So anyway, so he asked these two girls. It was really far. Brian had a date with somebody else, so he asked these two girls, I'm sure he'd slept with both of them, if they would give me a ride home. And I don't remember if it was from cheerleading practice or from school All I know is I get into the back of this really low, like, you know, one of those 70s, 80s cars. Like, Mm -hmm. she probably got it used. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say it's a Mustang or something like that. Mm -hmm. And and the seats were really low. And I didn't want my butt to show because I had that skirt on from cheerleading when I got in because you had to kind of scrunch in. Mm -hmm. And I get in the back seat and I just, I felt trapped, you know? (sighs) I felt so trapped. And the girls got in and they're like, energy, energy. You know, they're just like chatting, chatting, chatting. They turn the radio on, it's playing, then all of a sudden, don't, don't, and the 1999 starts playing, and they look at it and go, oh, my God. And it starts off, ladies and gentlemen, we're here today, you know, to get to this thing called life. And when that started, because they stopped and they were screaming and that was happening, I peed my pee. (laughs) (laughs) Really? In the back of the car? Because you were trapped and you were, it was weird? I was just, no... That song scared the shit out of me because it was so sexualized. I was like 13. Okay. I didn't know what was happening. You know what I mean? And these girls were nothing but sex. You Mm. know what I mean? Yeah. These were 13-year-old girls? I was, no, no. They were 16. They're older than my brother's age. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, they were driving me home. So I was younger. So that's the reason they let a 13-year-old be on a 16, 17-year-old squad. Mm. I mean, come on. Okay. It's crazy. So I was... Terrified, and they were dancing and singing at the top of their lungs. And I knew I was having a panic attack. I mean, now I know I was having panic Back then, I was 13. I didn't know what happened. So I totally peed my pants. And I'm kind of mopping it off with my sweater, you know, so because I don't want to think that they're not going to smell. Things smell like disgusting beer, their, their car. So yeah, I yeah. didn't worry about smell or anything like that. I just couldn't wait for them to get home, to take me home. So, But how was I going to hide it? When I got out of the car, because I had to go through the front, the two seats in yeah. the front. There's only oh, a, oh yeah, and the, I, I don't. Oh, oh my, my god. god! I'll never forget it. I totally was like, oh, I was just so scared. How did you get out? I just got out of the car and just ran home, and I kind of never saw him again. Because if they made fun of me and said I peed in the backseat, because I don't, I think I covered it up pretty, pretty well. What a moment! Because he was, I was. Then every time, like, <clears throat> who's Prince? 
I don't know who is he. Is he on the, is he on the thing? <laughs> uh-huh. And then I would like look and look. And, and, you know, until I was about 14, and then I was just like, oh, my God. No, he's amazing. And yeah. my brother Brian gave me 1999 as a Christmas gift the next year. He gave me great album. He would always give me an album for my birthday. See, these That's are the cool. listener yeah. stories that you just can't. Uh, oh, God. I just couldn't believe it. Oh, I couldn't amazing. believe it. So, oh, I beat my parents. Oh, 13 <laughs> years old. In my cheerleading uniform, with the skirt they had to cut a little bit bigger and longer because I was too fat for any of this. It's crazy. Crazy. Did you enjoy that experience though? Like be cheer- cheering? Oh God, yeah. I enjoyed it because I got to hang out with my brother. Yeah. Mm. I got to watch my brother play football. You know, I kind of just was, you know, that sweet movie about uh, Miss Sunshine State or that cute little girl that's uh, she wants to be in a pageant. Mm. Anyway, it, it's it. like she's a nerd. She's got glasses, but she insists on being in a pageant. So I kind of like always had it like, well, I'm I can sing. I'm going to be a singer mm-hmm. or an actress or, you know, I always knew I had a little, and then I just started doing plays and stuff like that at school and then they all thought I was amazing. Mm. Oh, you're such a talent. But you never believed that, did you? Uh, You know, I, I think when I went to college, yeah, I mean, like, you know, they're, that's when they got really mean with me. You know what I mean? That's when the teachers were like, what do I do with this girl? You know what I mean? Because I was at the experimental theater wing. And then I had some teachers who were like, who is this girl? She's amazing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. let's get her yeah. to. So you kind of just, it was, I was just never meant to audition. I just like, mm-hmm. I would look like I'm having a stroke every time oh, I have me an audition. Too. Yeah, that, yeah, it's that's, the worst. I'm just not good at it. Yeah. And I took classes and everything. And it's just never like, helped. It's na- there's a natural ability to do certain things, mm-hmm. and then you, know, you get lucky a few times, but um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. So tough, that was tough, my tough. thing. Yeah. That's a great story. Cool. Yeah, that is. A, they've all been great stories. Oh. Amazing five. Oh, thank you. All right, here we go. Song um, number. Everybody, stop five. for a second. <sighs> oh, Joanne. I know. On. Go there with me, Dave. I'm there. Yep. Maggie just told me that she's learning how to play guitar on this song. I am. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, the video's playing. Never been happier in my whole life. Yes. Mm. Well, this I, is my good. Go no, you go. I just remember hearing this song for the first time in the '90s. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking that this is what love was supposed to be. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it was supposed. Maybe this was probably close around my parents' divorce time totally. because whatever they were dealing with didn't feel like what that song was. But mm. I was like, no, I had hope still that this is what it should be like. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So. Uh, my brother Peter, the older one, mm-hmm. not the not the football player, um, uh, and my brother. Well, first off, my brother Brian is uh, three years older. My brother Peter is four years older. Peter has just got a full head of hair, sweet guy, very smart. Never went to college, man made, has an amazing business, gorgeous children, awesome wife. Um, 
and he's had his own business his whole life, so he's put his heart and soul into it. So he's hugely successful. My brother Brian um, was like um, a total stud when he was younger. I mean, he was every women were like, "You're so hot." I mean, like you look at my pictures, I'm like, "Damn, Brian, you were cute back then." You know, had a perm, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, which was amazing. And um, but then when he turned 21, he lost all of his hair, grew a beard, and he looked like a 50-year-old man, and he's not changed since. It, you won't, don't believe they're the same person. It's wow. amazing when that kind of thing happens, you know. Or it, so. He's not the same person. Since he was 21 years old, he's looked like he's a 50-year-old businessman, CFO of a company. Wow. wow. Every, since 21. He's never changed Is since. he aware of it? Or does oh, he... God, yeah. And, you know, he's got no hair on his head. He embraces, embraces it? Oh, yeah. What is yeah. he going to do? Well, he's like, you know, new. He's yeah. like, you know I'm, I'm not going to get laid on my looks. i got to start making money. You know, that's what he, you know, he's like, you know, he totally, but my brother's so charming. You know, he's, he's, right. both of them are, it's crazy. So my brother Peter is the older one and he uh, has a business, um, Perfect Settings, and he sells, um, not sells, he rents uh, rental equipment for weddings and oh, and he's in DC, Washington DC. So he does White no House, kidding. tons of White House stuff. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and he's like the guy, you know, and he's got a. An amazing business, huge business, heart and soul. His kid's been in that industry since he was like 16. So uh-huh. he's awesome. Mm-hmm. So he got married to his wife who sold wedding cakes, Rosalie, Stop. our little hot tamale. She's amazing. And she, boy, the, the, the two of them create the most beautiful children. You, It's ridiculous. So they have three girls and my, my little Brian, the, the baby, and uh, who's now, you know, 15. And um, so they got married. Okay, and Rosalie is fun. I mean, she's <laughs> fun. You know, she is a lot of energy. She is incredibly emotional. Um, she's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And you either love that or you don't love yeah. that. So, <laughs> you know, and That's very well put. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one or the other. So this wedding, she was so excited for it. He was so excited. They're in the business. Yeah. So it was like this, yeah. um, in, this wedding was unbelievably beautiful. It was in the back of my aunt's uh, in her yard in the back, which was kind of sentimental, which was also lovely. And I was once again, I guess I was 20... Three, I was still in New York, uh, 24-ish maybe, and I, oh God, I just hated weddings. I just, you know, I was waitressing and working in a store and, you know, trying to audition and doing plays at night and, you know, had my little poor actor rhythm thing going on. And and um, so I, I went to the wedding and uh, I was kind of mocking everything, you know, and I was like, you know, my, you know, having fun to myself, like, oh, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm wear, you know, it's like all this stuff. It's so cheesy. And this song comes on as the song that they dance to at the wedding. And I was just thinking to myself, holy shit, is my brother and his wife really dancing to the soft ballad of the hard rock band extreme for their wedding dance. Is that happening? Is that Apparently happening? I mean, so. I mean, like, what's happened to our society, I'm thinking? We used to have Frank Sinatra, you know, Love of My Life, Tony yeah. Bennett, and now we have extreme, extreme, more than words. Is that where we're going? Is that what's happening? That's great. Uh, so the song's playing, and you can't help but smile because they are, she is so into it she's swaying back and forth and pete's twirling her 
and I'm standing there watching them, and I'm just like, for the love of God, I just like, okay, this song's getting me a little bit. This is very sweet. And I hear somebody behind me in a gravelly, like completely off key, like hardcore singing the song. And I'm like, God, what's happening to me right now? And I turn around, and it's my brother Brian. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like feeling it, like he's swaying his head, and he's feeling, he looks right and goes, I love this song. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I looked at him. I said, you know, me too, Brian. And we just stand there together just watching him dance. And I'll never forget it. And then I, of course, every time I hear this song, right? I am like just happy, joy, hope for the future. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the cheesiest thing possible. But it's so cheesy, it's now. These are juicy Y-Tude shuffle stories. These are so juicy. This is what it's all about. How you found it, the change as it actually happens. Oh, Oh, these are great. Yeah, that's what I couldn't think. I was like, oh my God, my five moment songs that happened at the moment. You know, Uh something happening is like crazy, but it's such a beautiful. There's like this picture of the two of them dancing. And I'm like, oh my God, that song is playing. And I just like know that that song is playing. And every time I hear it, everyone's like, oh, God, not this song. And I'm like, leave it. Leave it. Trust me. (laughs) Yeah. Just go there with me. Yeah, Yeah, I went there. I, I, you know, I I didn't recall when I heard it coming up, like whether I was hot or cold on it. It was just kind of in the middle. Exactly. But the, I think the energy coming off of you, I was sitting here going like, I love this song. (laughs) I don't want to love this song. It just had that kind of energy going on. Every bitter thing about me of this, oh, this world wants to hate this song. I'm like, it's so cheesy. Not here, not now. Not here, not now. Love, love, love. Yeah. It gets cranked up every time. That's so cool. Every time. Thank you for sharing your incredible stories and your songs. They've been fantastic. Thank you. We take a brain break right now and let okay. David take over with a game we like to call Band Name or Bar Name. That's right. Mm. This is Y-Tunes Shuffle's exclusive quiz show game where you, Joanne, have to work with Maggie in distinguishing somewhere in the world a location where I have spent... So much time researching the names of bars <laughs> and the names of bands. God bless you, David. Yes, Amen. it's part of what I do for the show. Mm. Um, and your job in this game is to uh, decide, are we uh, at uh, the band? Uh, are we watching the band or are we at the bar? Basically, you got to guess. Which is the name of the band? Which is the name of the bar? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Our guest last week, uh, Michael J. Knight, decided that we would go this week to Omaha, Nebraska. Oh. Okay. And uh, I am going to suggest to you and Maggie, as if we were in Omaha, it's getting a little chilly, mm-hmm. it's fall season, football, <laughs> you guys uh, want to go check out this great band called Wilson and Washburn. Oh my God. They are like one of Omaha's greatest duos. They're playing at Criteria. So uh, is that going to be the correct sentence structure? Or will I say, hey, do you want to go to Criteria tonight? I mean, it's Criteria. It's a great place to go because guess who's playing? All right, I'm sorry. Do you want to go eat at Criteria because Wilson Wilson and Washburn are playing there tonight? Uh, So, which is the name of the band? Which is the name of the bar? Wilson and Washburn are they the bar, or are they the band? Or is Criteria the bar or the band? Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. Think very hard. I feel like you picked this on purpose to trick us because it's two names in there. Like, oh, that's a duo. Wilson and I could have done that. But I I feel like that's a brewery. Like, they're partners, and they were like, "We're gonna make local beer." One hundred percent. Wait a minute. You're so so. You're saying Wilson and Washburn are a craft? Okay. Uh, I think I believe Maggie and help me out here. I think Wilton and Washburn is the bar name. Yeah. And I think Criteria 
is definitely the name of a pretentious band. That's what I think, too. Yeah. That's what you're going to stick with. Yeah. Well, if you're in Omaha, Nebraska, and you find yourself at 1407 Harney Street, area code 68102, (laughs) right near the big market, Uh. you'll find yourself at a mellow hangout offering comfort fare, craft beer, and cocktails in airy digs with exposed brick walls. Lots of happy hour food and happy hour drink specials. You will be at Wilson and Washburn. You did it, ladies. Absolutely right. Criteria is an indie rock band from Omaha, Nebraska, formed in 2003 (laughs) when ex-cursive founding member Steve Pedersen returned to his hometown after graduating from Duke University School of Law. He spent six months in a friend's basement where he wrote all 10 songs for his new project's debut album. Check out the indie rock band Criteria and have a good gastro experience at Wilson. I hope they're just like different arrangements of the Fleetwood Mac song. song (laughs) over and over again. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. (laughs) Just think of those parents spending all that money on Duke. Thank you for playing and winning today. (laughs) Your prize is... Forever being part of the show oh, and playing the you. game. One day, it. perhaps, we'll have a, a sponsor for band name or bar name. But we need your help, Joanne. I'm listening. Where are we going to go next week Ooh. to research band names and bar names? Your choice anywhere in the oh, world. Oh, I've got this. Marietta, okay. Georgia. Marietta, Georgia. That's where we're going to go. Is that near near, near Lawrenceville? Mm-hmm. Marietta, That's Georgia. where my brother lives now. Okay, yeah. don't. This will be interesting. Don't knock it. Next don't week, knock that's it. where we'll be for band name and bar name. Thanks for playing. I had a. Uh, I lived in Wyoming for a little while, and I had a roommate. I know, right? What was that like? And she why? is from Georgia, and we called her Y'all affectionately because that's mm-hmm. what she said, Y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they do. But her, she would talk about going to school in the South in Alabama, and like, you know, there's a big rivalry. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, "The best part about going to college is they would have twenty five cent beer nights." <laughs> yeah, is that true? A hundred percent. Oh true. my god, quarter beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in a pitcher, like a shitty, crappy. End of the keg kind of special. It's like natty light, Uh, nasty, but yeah, cores. I just imagine like wow, like a post football party where everyone's in the street parading, drunk, just for sure. And they make sure the women get served first. I mean, that's the goal. Yeah, of course, that's a thing. Yeah, that's the thing. That's super repulsive. After I just said that, thinking about things, but yeah, but that's the truth. Truth, truth, yeah, truth will set us all free, as hard as it might be here. Well, thinking very hard, we would love to hear the story of your very first concert. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I almost want to tell you the, uh, uh, um, I want to tell you a quick story and then I'll tell you my first concert. I actually got walking pneumonia and literally was so sick because I waited in line for foreigner tickets. Oh, Whoa. standing in the rain. Mm, standing with your head in the low. Low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and, really happened. <laughs> and I didn't get to go. It was tragic. So I would say my very first concert was Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond? Yeah, I was little. Bang, yeah. zoom. Yeah. You remember it. Where, yeah. how? How did you get there? My dad bought me a ticket and he took me for my birthday. Just the two of you? Just the two of us. Wow, how oh, special. Come on. My dad was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I was five. I was little. And you remember that. Oh, God. I just remember being scared. Like... Like he just held my hand the whole way. I like... And dad was just like, oh, these women... These girls were screaming and I was like... And I was like, I was so little. Why did you take me? Oh, you liked the music. I don't know. You know. And it was just Donnie. It wasn't the no. Osmonds. It was Donnie and the Osmonds. The, and oh, Marie so and even everything. That, the yeah. whole shebang. Yeah. I mean, like I, th- I can even still see what's happening, and it kind of looks like an old school Vegas show. Uh-huh. You know, like in my mind, because I, I still can have visions of it. Like uh-huh. I saw a friend and I, a friend of mine and I went to go see Barry Manilow. Like, 
um, That's many years ago on, cool. in Vegas and uh, with the favorite band shirt ever. It says Barry Fanilo. Of course, oh. yes. <laughs> It's my favorite still. I love that we're there. Oh, that, yeah. that, that's a good yeah. thing. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was my first concert with my dad. What mm. about um, what about the last show you saw? You know, I feel like I've been in, I can't even think, um, I've been in a musical, like, coma, I felt like for, and I got out of it about 10 years ago. I used to go see music all the time. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking you about. You know, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, a few days, hey, have you guys ever heard of the Fugees? The Fugees? You know, like, you know, like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, where was I, where was I not listening to music in my car? It was so bizarre. Sure. So uh, I can't, I'm, I guess I just said that to give myself a little time. The last concert I saw. Or any last, last music, yeah. last live music you've seen. Yeah. Um, oops, sorry, microphone. Uh... I, I can't think. I, that's an answer. Yeah, yeah I that, can't that's even an acceptable remember. answer. So you owe us one. Yeah, I owe you, you one. Yeah, I definitely def- owe you one. And it's interesting. You're not the only one that 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 like I I happen to remember. Mine was Tom Petty. You know. Oh wow! Yeah, it what was a, at oh, the Royal Fest. Thank you. You just uh, helped me remember. Uh-huh. And it was at um, the last like concert concert I saw. Yeah. Believe it or not, was of a going to see a musical person like I. Went to the sing-along of Sound of Music at the Hollywood Bowl the other day. Oh, that's cool. That's amazing. That That is cool. But I saw the last concert I saw was actually at the Hollywood Bowl. Thank you for... Mm -hmm. And I saw Adele. Adele! Okay, there you go. So... Mm -hmm. That's amazing. No coma. No yeah, coma not, there. Yeah, well, yeah. also, I remember I dated this guy. I know I'm going on, but this guy, uh, uh, who, and he was so into music, indie music, and like it had to be like cool music. And, yeah. you know, we were just starting to get to know each other. And I said, well, who do you like? You know, he's asking me, who do you like? And I said, well, you know, I really like Adele. And he like looked at me like I splattered acid on his face. He was just <laughs> like, like, ugh. And yeah. I was like, so I'm old, you know. But anyway, yeah, she that was the, my that's my Girl last concert. Can sing. That's wow. awesome. I love that. Yeah, she was great. Thank you for being on the show. Oh my god, Maggie, thank you. You were incredible, and I'm so glad that you were so generous with your time and your stories and your energy. And thank you to David Earl Waterman for being the world's best co-host. Oh, oh yeah, Maggie, you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. My name is Maggie Mayfield. I've been your host. This is Why Tune Shuffle. And if you haven't already, please like, share, and subscribe anywhere on social media at Why Tune Shuffle. Thank you so much for listening. Yay! Bang! Woo! You did it! Yeah. Thanks for listening. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Y-Tunes Shuffle.